Oh, you can see it in your side. I can't see it. <laughs> it's nothing like, amazing. It looks better in black and white. Wait, <laughs> well, you thing. change it to black and white, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. I always shoot in black and white. Is it because you're a pretentious hipster boy? <laughs> So, welcome to anybody who's listening. I've got Charlotte Greenwood. Mm-hmm. Welcome in. Uh, coming in to chat about something. I can't quite remember, but we'll get, we'll get to that. Yeah, in a yeah, that's fine. Um, so, yeah, for anyone listening, usually it's just me, but a guest every once in a while helps liven it up a little bit. So, for anyone who doesn't know, what do you do, Oh, I'm a substance misuse worker. Okay. Just to keep that nice and, or a recovery worker for sure. Recovery worker. Kind of like my job title. It's too long. So you yeah, just, yeah, you yeah. just automatically shrink it back down. Or counsel us anyone who doesn't know what any of those are. <laughs> I think someone would know somewhere within like the breadth of things what all of those things are. Ne- inevitably, I explain what my job title is though to people who are drunk who go, I don't know what that is. And you're like, uh uh-huh. Yeah. Are oh, they I... taking over invested interest? Like when you explain, you go, oh, I do. I'm a counselor. Like, oh my god, tell me everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really don't want to right? Counsel me? No, no, no. I don't want to. Like, so I change my job title depending on who I'm speaking to. So, like, just I don't really want you to engage in too much conversation with me. Yeah, that's that's a good way to go. I just want to. Oh, that's nice. And then, uh, that's cool. Carry on. That works perfectly. Um, so I don't know. I was trying to think the other day of how long we've known each other because it's not been long uh, like comparative to the last two interviews I've done like I've known Jack and Dan for a very long time whereas I've only known you for a short like while like 12 weeks and yeah, I invited you to come to do a podcast <laughs> yeah, you know, well again that's what happens when you have drinks and then you talk to somebody and then you get to know them quite well over probably about four half ciders or yeah. how many pints you had I had quite a few pints yeah I was okay I think it was good. I don't remember how that night ended, but that's just my, that's not because I was passed out or anything like that. I just, no, no, no. I know. We, I we think went to cubes. Yeah, I didn't go to cubes though. I think I went home. I think I bailed and Brett went to cubes. Did you? No, because I've been in cubes with you. For those of you listening, yeah, no, we did go to cubes. We did go to cubes. Cubes is a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> like this is a strange cup. like we're not going to shapes. Just in the middle of space. <laughs> yeah. No, I did go to cubes with yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did. Yeah, because you bumped into some other people you work with, or people knew from your work or something. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, that was a weird night. It was kind of like, come to my, my social club thing. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, this is weird. <laughs> I don't really remember how we started talking after that point. I do- no, I mean, I don't, it's one of those things where like, I tried to think the other day of how conversations get started, and how people, you end up discussing certain topics, like, topics with people, and it's impossible. We converse a lot through gifts, though. We do converse a lot through gifts. Because gifts are the future of language. Eventually, everyone will just have a monitor for a face. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> so you don't need you don't need words. Words words are old. They're dead. I keep using the grass one you sent me when I was gardening that day. Or just a guy stroking the grass. <laughs> Every time someone sends me something I don't understand, I just send them a picture of this guy caressing some like, grass. <laughs> you have creepy gifts which get more attention than like a cute puppy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the creepy ones are the funniest. Oh yeah. They encapsulate all the social awkwardness in sending somebody a gift instead of talking to them. They do. <laughs> you can say so much more with a gift. I think that helps as well because, I mean, I'm very visual mm. in terms of like the work I do. 
So I can say much more with a photograph or a GIF than I could within language. I feel like I'm getting more from somebody, though. Instead of them sending me, like, a paragraph of text, which yeah. inevitably I look at my phone and gives me, like, cold sweats if someone sends me, like, a paragraph of text. But if I come and I've got back, like, three GIFs, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what's going on. It also makes being passive-aggressive really fun. Because no one can tell what you're thinking when it's a GIF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're going to have to interpret it in their own way. And, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, a great job. It's like, fucking age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, speaking of social awkwardness, uh, you've got a subject to discuss. Oh, yeah. What would you like to discuss today? Well, no, it's just coffee. we talked <laughs> the last time we went. We had coffee, ironically, you know, again. There's always got to be coffee. Is that we talked about politics for a while, which I didn't really want to talk about with everything going on with them. Oh, yeah. um, but then that evolved into how all this like generational bullshit and like politics and whatever, and how the feminist movement has really got away from what it's about. Like, mm-hmm. and then we talked about women and how women have been affected, and it's not really been talked about like yeah, yeah. where women fit anymore okay. in in a very non-feminist way. Because I'm not a feminist. Right. I'm not into the whole burn your bras bullshit. Yeah, fight the power. So it's it's interesting. I don't know in a way to to meet someone with that attitude. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people who are. I have been actively had a go at by guys who go, why aren't you a feminist? I'm a feminist. And they're yeah. like, just fuck off. Like, <laughs> well, people think what they want. I mean, I, I, I consider myself a feminist. Oh. But not kind of outwardly. But then I'm like that with a lot of things. If I just do what I do, and if it happens to fit a certain criteria, it fits a certain criteria. Yeah. Like, I would, I'd hate to label myself as something. Mm. And that, but a lot of people really find support in that is giving themselves that title and saying, mm. "Yeah, that's me. That's that's." Yeah, I'm see, like. I don't. Yeah, I think that's probably me as well. Probably, I, I probably do a lot of like have a lot of like feminist tendencies. Yeah. But I just the labels got so many horrible things now. I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I'm done. It, 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 it sings with the fact that I at school was bullied quite a lot because mm. one time, you know, as all teenagers, one time you say one thing once oh, and yeah. then you're labelled with that thing for the rest of your life. So we did about industrial revolution mm-hmm. at school, and we talked about how. Um, the women were left to basically uh, do a lot of like the like loom work in factories yeah. and stuff, and a lot of the kind of textiles based because that was considered to be like all they could really do. Mm. Um, and I once in one class went, "Oh, that's a bit sexist," and then you were, like, "Oh my god, it's just filthy femme." I got that from year nine to year thirteen yeah. of school. Yeah. On my lever shirt, it says "femme" all over it. Yeah. 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 Well, that's. <laughs> There's a lot of that, in a way. I mean, I got thinking about this earlier, because I was thinking about the subject of, of how women are interpreted or uh, how they present themselves and mm. that kind of thing. And I got thinking about the whole like male side of it, um, and that's still still that battle with, with a lot of guys to embrace homosexuality, mm. as a, even as a subject, mm. because it makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Mm. And it's, it's, it, it goes back to that whole thing of like when you were at school. Like there's that such a fear of being different, yeah. Because especially for a lot of like people who grow up <coughs> who have been bullies or may have bullied someone in the past, it's because they remember what they did to people different, mm. and they think, well, if I adapt to that, then I'm just going to suffer. And so why would you adapt? Because you exactly, yeah. Maintain, yeah. But no, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I think it still just triggers me a little bit now every time like people yeah. talk about it, and then they're like, why aren't you that? Like I'm just whatever I want to be at the time, like yeah. Stop, stop having a go at me but um, I think I feel like it is very relevant and very important you know my, my partner really doesn't feel like it is but because the, we're as, as a generation I think sandwiched between junior, two generations of 
why aren't you married and having children yet? Yeah. And why aren't you a successful career person? Yeah. Like, why haven't you, like, thrown away men and decided to be, like, pursue your career in, like, mm. business? Um, and then there's a lot of us in the middle going, uh, yeah. uh, can I do both? And they're going, no, because childcare is ridiculous. And you're like, okay, uh, what do I do? And it's just really... Yeah. It's, like, that, it's that idea that you, you kind of, despite people saying you should do whatever you want, and you should be yourself, it's that still that ideal that you should pick a side. Mm. Because one's right and one's wrong. Yeah, yeah. There's no middle ground. And it's because people heavily want you to be wrong or right. Yeah. So they can either agree with you and feel good about themselves or dismiss you and feel good about themselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, and, you know. And I'm not saying like it's not it's not so it's not, it's not solely a female issue. I'm sure there's similar issues that I think Oh definitely. I think yeah. it's just highlighted more with the whole me having a womb and everything. Yeah. You know. It's a very personal thing. Yeah, yeah. To you. Yeah, yeah. it's just like kind of and I'm, I'm kind of going through it at this minute. My sister is pregnant at the minute, and they mm. a, lot, a lot of a lot of what's been talked about, which mm. is you know important, but it feels like it gets away from the point. Is like how much it's going to cost for everything. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, I feel like you have babies and you, you know, have a family because you want to and you love each other, and yeah. that's that's. So I'm very much immature in that sense of oh, you know, you have babies because you love it's each no other. Deal, like, yeah. <laughs> what's happening? Yeah, I think that's because as well you, you don't think about something like that until it happens to you. Yeah. A lot, a, lot of, a lot of people don't. Yeah, yeah and for a lot of things. It's not just this. It's for, like, terrorist attacks. A lot yeah. of those things you don't think about until it happens to you or someone you know. Or, like, yeah. all sorts of things. Like, natural disasters and general kind of stuff that happens. You don't think about it until it happens to you. And I think even though I've had a womb all my life, I don't think about it until someone's gone, oh, you're with the, you're at the age now where you should be thinking about having children. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm 24. Well, I was, I'd had four children by your age. Okay, uh, but I'm still just 24. <laughs> you need to learn to use contraception. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just, I feel like we're just very much in a generation where it's been so much, and it doesn't help with the whole very aggressive feminist movement, because mm. that isolates a lot of other, of other women who don't really want to talk about it. Yeah. This is probably the first time we've talked about it with you when we talked yeah. about I had coffee that day, because as I said, my partner's been on the kind of the stabbing end of a feminist yeah. argument in the past when he's just kind of palmed off saying something. Yeah. And he has been before on several occasions at like various places like work and family and things like that, mm. that he doesn't see this point of view at all. But I'm still very much of the ilk that like, it still needs to be talked about, but it, we really need to get away from this whole, you, you should have, women should have equal everything and yeah. you should do this and this and this, like... We need to think about the little battles now that need to be fought, like the companies that still are ch- making women not have enough maternity leave or yeah. not having whatever and having to exist in a very uncomfortable environment. Yeah. Instead of keep going, yeah, we should have blah, 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 like male contraception. That is not what we need right now. We just need to stop fighting for things like that. You know, I, know I could do with male contraception. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but you From know, a female point of view, yeah, male yeah. contraception is not an issue. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to keep fighting for equality in that sense. It needs to be equality in the things that still aren't sorted okay. yet, you know, still aren't fixed. Which, you know, for a lot of people, I think, in the UK, yeah. would never have to worry about because we live in, a, we live in, I think, quite lucky to live in a society where most things... Yeah, we live in a fairly open society in terms yeah. of... I mean, there, there is obviously there's inconsistencies. Yeah, m- most major yeah. organisations give you equal pay. Most major organisations give you good amounts of paternity leave. Yeah. Most major organisations are still starting to move over to giving more people like longer paternity leave. Yeah. You know, yeah. things like that. But I think there is a lot of pe- women in a lot of other places that still just get kind yeah. of, oh, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? You can't do this. You can't do that. And 
it's just like, oh, we should be thinking about them, them as well as... Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I find that, you know, like, very interesting in terms of, like... Because <clears throat> essentially what you're saying is it's, it's not... It's not that, you, you know, obviously the fight needs to stop. Mm. But the, the line which is taken now is quite broad, but quite heavy. Yeah. It's, it's not like a... <clears throat> it's not kind of a, a thing where you, you kind of sat going... Well, we could stop and everything will be fine because mm. it's, it's already rolling. Yeah, sort of yeah. Thing. So you kind of yeah, it's it. I know in a way like it's interesting from a male point of view of looking at it because I know a lot of guys who are, don't know where to stand with the whole argument because they're worried that if they even say anything out of line, they'll be attacked. Mm. But if they also agree with it, they feel like they're giving something up. Mm. And I, I, I mean, it's something which I don't comprehend because even even if I was attacked for something like that or some sort of misogyny, it's like to me, it's like, well, it's, it's their right to attack me if that's something they're very passionate about. Mm. I'll happily talk to someone about it. I'll never mm. stop and go, well, you know, no, because you're clearly passionate. You've clearly given yourself to that argument mm. in one way or another. So we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll discuss it. So, yeah. It's when that talking doesn't happen, I think. Yes. I think it's when someone's reached that point where their argument has become blinded with rage instead of yeah. blinded with like actual. Because there's some things even I didn't know, you mm-hmm. know, some things even I still kind of am very fuzzy about in the, with regards to kind of the nitty gritty legislation yeah. and rules about kind mm-hmm. of women and their rights in the workplace and their rights in society and things like that. So I'm still, yeah, I'm not like the most, the biggest expert on it. No. But, um,. But you're never going to sit there and say, no, women shouldn't have these rights. Yeah. I just have, yeah, it's just really hard. <laughs> going to a more general, I think these militanty style movements, not just feminist, but other movements mm-hmm. similar to, to it, um, like, I probably regret saying this, but, you know, even to the extent of the quite militant LGBT kind of movement that's coming out of, yeah. um, you know, what exists and what doesn't, you know, and what, who, who people are and their identities and stuff can cause a lot of people who maybe are suffering with those problems or having problems with like their relation to their identity as a woman or their identity as any gender or their identity as any sexuality harder because yeah. then they come out and go, oh, I'm transgender because I'm trying to transition at the minute from uh, male to female. But someone goes, oh, but are you like all those people you see on the internet like screaming down the mic on someone right. on YouTube, you know? It is very heavy on these days. A lot of people do watch YouTube, watch YouTube videos, and there's people out there going... If you don't respect that there's this person, this person, this person, this person, then you're a horrible person, and yeah. it kind of causes those people to become a lot more introverted, which I mean, from, isn't fair. From my point of view, it's kind of a situation where I don't necessarily think that the hard line would ever need to be stopped. Oh. But that's but that's because I have a very a very hard line view when it comes to stuff like equality. Mm. Um, even in the sense of like being green, like oh. the whole idea of it's that whole thing of like cool. So we need to recycle. So everyone should recycle. So mm. if you don't recycle, you should get fined. Mm. That's a very hard line view of mm. what, what recycling to be. And so like a lot of these things, I think, yeah, the, I think there's a place for hard line. But I think what the problem, not necessarily with the hard line, is with how people manage their content. Because mm. the media gets hold of it. Yeah. It's like with that whole, whole yeah, transgender yeah. issue. It's a case of, yeah, you'll see, you'll see transgender people on TV, but those are not all the transgender people. Yeah. In the same way that you see a lot of militants on TV and those don't represent all of that country or I, all of those, those people. Yeah. And it is that balance of trying to find a way where you can manage all content to do with something you're very passionate about. Mm. 
I mean, a year, if you'd spoken to me about this a year ago, mm. I would have been like, I hate feminists. Right. I wouldn't have had this kind of balanced view. Yeah. But I watched a really, really good video. Um, I just, I don't even know where it was, but it was on um, popped up on my Facebook feed mm. about this girl talking about her struggle with the fact that she previously had like my my viewpoint. Mm. And then he'd been brought around by a friend who kind of explained the issues to her more broadly and kind of was very understanding and yeah. the, the, her ignorance, yeah. you know, which, you know, admitted, you know, again, I admitted in the end to go, actually, things aren't done, things aren't finished. Yeah. But yeah, I think if I was so easy, you know, I like to think that I've got a fairly open mind. If I was so easily switched to, I hate feminists, <laughs> um, you know, and I managed to kind of be brought around. There are probably other people out there that feel the same way. Yeah. They've kind of gone, oh, I hate them now. You know, this is I hate them because of yeah. this, and this is the reason that they become very broad. I think the hard line is becoming the main line for a lot of people because that's what the media gets hold of. It's the visual line. It's, it's whatever you're represented. Is mm. it's, 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 well to go back to you know a classic old issue of race. Oh yeah. It's that kind of thing. If, if you're presented a certain view and you haven't got friends who are gay and friends who are transgender, mm. then you're never going to get a chance to have that conversation. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's it's, it's a tough line to walk, and it's, it's one of these things. Of like again, like, I feel like from my my side, a lot of men don't feel like I can talk about it mm. because you have to walk such a line of trying not to offend. Because obviously, I'm straight white male. You know, in terms of what the media, in terms of what the media represents as a as like a transgender community or a gay community, I'm mm. the enemy. Mm. If, if you were to believe BBC, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the hated man of the world. And, pre- <laughs> yeah, and previously, I feel like you got I got a lot of allowance for being a woman, but now I'm a straight white female, yeah, yeah. and now that's even like, oh yeah. no, because yeah. you're you've got the best you've got the best of what women can have, yeah. and you're like, okay, uh, but I've got a lot of you know, mm. I've got uh, I've, I met this wonderful girl at uni- university who's Muslim. Mm. She was amazing, outstanding, but really looking listen to her kind of what she yeah. was going through is completely different to what I was going through and like my black friends and my mixed race friends and mm. I was like so much stuff going on yeah. like and I was like yeah I would never have thought of that because I'm a straight white female yeah it's it's, it's I think in a way I don't think I mean going back to the original thing it's like I never feel like the the argument never needs to stop mm. because it will never stop no as long as people are people it will never mm. stop so I don't think the argument needs to stop I think it's just a case of it's accepting it from your standpoint yeah it's like you know I accept that I'm straight white male I have a very privileged life in mm. comparison to the rest of the world and it's sitting there and going okay well as long as I don't belittle anyone using that mm. then that's my line yeah you know as long as I don't go out and I don't form a company and then pay minimum wage workers <laughs> and not employ transgender people and all that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, that's as much as I can do right now <laughs> yeah. to help the situation. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's the same thing, yeah. The, the kind of the 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 whole kind of the being stuck, the feeling of mm. like being trapped between two, I feel like that's the same thing. As long as I'm not being, and anyone I know is not as best as like, mm. I do, isn't being incredibly like, offensive or abusive to women or any kind of gender or anything it's just kind of managing not feeling because the other thing that is that media are great at doing is making you feel guilty for that fact and i think as long as i'm not doing that and i'm not feeling guilty all the time for oh my god i'm a straight white female i need to be like just me just as i am i mean the classic example is i went to comic-con this weekend Mm -hmm. a lot of people cross-play at comic-con which is where they wear uh, the outfits I saw this beautiful girl, and she walked up 
uh, walked out past me. She's on her own. Which you obviously don't often see people cosplay on their own. Normally we've got like a few yeah, people around. Friends, yeah. And I think she was um, dressed as a character from a fighting game. And I was like, oh, excuse me, can I take a photo? Because I was like, I want to get as many photos as I can. And then this really masculine voice came out and then I realised it was a guy. Yeah. I would never have realised straight away. But afterwards, it's like, I wanted to be like, that's an amazing crossplay. Yeah. You look amazing. That is something I no, I didn't expect. But I was so worried that I was going to offend that person yeah. that I just kind of went, your outfit's beautiful, and ran away. Yeah. And I just I feel so sad that I didn't just go, I really, really, really yeah. respect that. Because I feel like it wouldn't have been offensive to that person to go, I really respect how good that outfit yeah. is and how well you come off that I would never have known yeah. with you walking past me that that's what you were. Yeah. I think it's, it, I mean, in a way, that, that kind of get, <clears throat> gets to the root of it in a sense of like, Really, what we're well, the way I interpret it is the way we're not we're not looking to change the movements. No, you're not. There's, there's there's no way you're looking to go. Okay, so your behaviour is affecting my behavior. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 so you need to stop because that's that's the problem. Mm. Like people going, well, it's affecting my life, so you need to stop. Me, yeah. <laughs> um, it never affects somebody's life it's, that badly. <laughs> it's that it's that weird transition that we're all in of you were presented with one worldview up to a certain age and then obviously this is all past 10 years or so this is taken forefront of like media attention mm. so you you're being asked to evolve your view yeah and that's a very hard thing to do and yeah. that, I mean that's it's the same thing when you talk to old people of talking to them about the people of different races instantly you, you get a completely different worldview in this because for 40 years of their life they were presented with one view yeah, yeah. and then asked to evolve that in the last 20 years and that's that's an incredible thing to try and break out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As long yeah. as you're making progression towards it, I don't think anyone should ever feel bad mm. because you're trying to change. It's like you're not disregarding it. You're not sat there going, "Well, you know, you don't mean anything because you're not not part of my life." Mm. But yeah, it's I don't know. It's a very it's a very tough one to kind of work around in a way and it's, as I say I mean from my view it's, it's that not that the issue needs to change or that the movements need to change it's just that people need to in a way be less sensitive to the media yeah the media has a responsibility which has become more twisted in the last five years yeah I think that yeah that's the biggest concern yeah. for me is that I'm sure there are lots of wonderful amazing and I saw them all this weekend yeah. amazing people doing amazing wonderful things with their lives and you know and really representing themselves as um, all these different kinds of people and not having this horrible kind of angry yeah. there was, I didn't hear once apparently that, uh, according to the Facebook group there was apparently an incident where somebody right. punched someone else for assuming their wrong gender right. Um but I didn't see that once. I just but saw. That's the thing. Isn't it? That's that's your example. Is whoever's loudest is the one who's noticed. Yeah, yeah. And it's at least you know straight white male. The <laughs> loudest straight white males are the angry racists. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's that kind of thing. If everyone as a society has accepted that the angry racist is the minority, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the, the neo-Nazi UKIP supporter is the one who's just like that's the absolute minority, but everything else that's not quite taken effect yet I think it's hard though teachers are having to manage this yeah. in schools where the curriculum doesn't allow for it no. because they've got to kind of teach kids you know within a curriculum mm. basis and also teach them to be nice human beings because mm. essentially it's what a lot of teachers end up doing because yeah. you know they're bonds spending most of the time with the kids especially when parents come home and they feed the kids put them to bed mm -hmm. you know sometimes they're not spending like enough time in the week with them you yeah. know then that's because we're all expected to do harder and harder jobs for less and less money and blah 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 blah, blah. but 
these teachers are like managing a class of like 30 to 40 kids and being like oh yeah also you've got to be very accepting of the fact that he's in Ramadan at the minute and yeah. she's got to wear a headdress and that this kid's not really sure whether he's a girl or a boy yet like let's let's be accepting of that and they've got like all the other kids that have been again they're being taught a worldview from their parents that are maybe is very yeah. <laughs> you know you're constantly battling yeah. all these different things and there's no and you're right the movements need, don't need to change the things don't need to change we just need to be generating a society that's more accepting and understanding yeah. it's, it's, it's a, I mean going back to, to that it's a case of like I, I remember being in school and we were taught that we were taught that you were accepting of everyone mm. it's the message you're given as, as a child mm. and that's been taught for the last however old that I'm 27 mm, yeah. so at <laughs> yeah, least that the last still being, years, yeah. that's there but clearly that's not working mm. because we're still where we are kind of thing so it's like so really from that that view that needs to change mm. as well yeah, it's like yeah. you need a better way of teaching people like I mean the best show I, I ever think <laughs> the best show ever made was Hey Arthur Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a great show. And it taught you all those things. Yeah, yeah. And it taught it in a way which was understandable. But then you can account for families and parents. Yeah, and, and there's people, you know, people like us who aren't so self-aware, who are struggling yeah. and will take the wrong line on this. And it will affect their kids. Mm. And that will go on. So it's, it is that constant rolling evolution of people and society. And I guess the worry is that at some point that breaks. Yeah. And then you get civil war. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's the kind of thing you've got going on, but... I mean, that'd be so, that'd be... I don't know, I'd say that'd be really interesting. It'd be terrifying. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That'd be so interesting. Well, yeah, it's like the idea of a civil war over gender Mm. or sexual preference Mm. to get to that point of violence, like complete all-out country and chaos... Parliament dissolved, mm. violence, but that's the worst case scenario, mm. and I think that worries people. Yeah, I think it doesn't help with, you know, it's all coming up at the minute. But mm. the the politicians chosen doesn't help with their view is so no because they're the ones controlling. At the end of the day, they're the ones yeah. not controlling like the police force or whatever because mm-hmm. in a lot of countries they don't they're separate, but. They're kind of controlling a lot of like these major things and these major legislations that are going through, and it's just like, uh, what what rights and liberties are people left with at the end of the day? And that's men and women as you know, straight white men and straight white women as well. What 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 are we being left with? I think it's it's a fear as well. Kind of like it's the first time in a very long while I feel like the white people have felt the idea that persecution could be them, which is is a strange view to take. But it's it's like the idea that for there's been a safety for such a long time. For people of our race, especially within the UK, and suddenly there's it's, it's, it's the whole male female balance as well. Of like that's why men get scared of feminism because they feel like it's going to take something away because change has to take something away mm. rather than opening up a door and going mm. everyone else can be accepted and nothing has to change. You just keep going and they keep going as well. And I think that's that kind of gets down to that the whole sexuality aspect as well of. A lot of people see change as something which has to be negative. If someone has to gain, someone else has to lose. In the same way of like asylum seekers and stuff like that. If you're going to help people, then surely, surely I have to lose something. Mm. You know, if we're going to give them money, I have to pay more. Mm. Rather than seeing it as well, you can keep yours. Mm. They don't necessarily want yours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just want the opportunity. <laughs> 
like to expand there. Oh yeah, I yeah. I think that's the whole point at the end of the day. It's just kind of not giving in to any mainstream media and not giving in to kind of oh this is this and that is that. Yeah. Um, and actually going oh if I look at all the facts and about all the money and oh, who has the time to do that? I mean sometimes even I don't read all through the manifestos and things from the politicians and. I mean I do a lot of reading for that because it interests me, mm. but I don't I don't think you have to do that. No. Because you, to exist in society, whilst I think everybody should vote and voting should be mandatory, and that's that's the whole other argument. <laughs> we'll do <laughs> um, we'll some more time on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that you don't, as long as you have a, an open view and you, you read about what you are involved in, mm. you're, you're able to make a conscious decision. Oh, because yeah. you've existed within the society for such a, a, a period of time up to the voting age. Yeah. You know, you, you've experienced society. So when you get to that point, you will make a decision based on that. That's Because a lot of politics isn't based on manifestos, it's based on personality. Mm. And it is that whole idea that, you, you know, you, you can come to a certain point where it's just your decision. Mm. And you can you can look at that view, and it's it's, yeah, it's it boils down to the media mm. of not allowing yourself to be affected, yeah. and just deciding that you're a good person. Yeah. <laughs> We're not deciding you're a good person. You could be a terrible person, be like I'm a good person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, just making the choices based on what you think is yeah. is, is right, you know, and, yeah. and, and proper and morals based, but but not fearing that if someone disagrees with you, that something will be taken away. Yeah, and it's hard to do when all the messages you receive are that you, you, you're wrong, in a way. Yeah. But people are just afraid of conflict. Yes. And so they want to be on the shouty side. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, it was like the whole EU vote. It's like people didn't want conflict, so you, you try and shout louder than the other side, and then no one gets any information. Like I said, I think we have a lot of time to read any yeah. manifestos in the last election. I really was, you know, a lot of stuff was going on for my in my life and whatever, that mm-hmm. I barely had any time. But one morning, we, me and my partner went for coffee, and I just picked up four different newspapers, and he was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, right, "Just give me some time." I picked some four different newspapers from four different very like yeah. I'm aware that they're four very different points of view, and I just got out their information sheets from the inside, and I just kind of like started sifting through stuff and just reading like the basics of because the newspaper gives it to you in basic form. You it don't is, have to yeah, read anything yeah, in like and. And I'd already had an idea of what I was going to do anyway. Again, you make that decision on based on your kind of societal preferences and personality and whatever. Um, but I really did kind of think, or I've, I've not got a huge amount of time, but I want to make an informed decision. I don't want yeah. to be one of these people who goes, I'm only voting for this because of me. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I, I really don't think that a lot of the, even with the current one, I think a lot of the selling points are never going to come. Hmm. Never come to fruition. No. I think, I think a lot of people leave out there. I mean, like, it's... I mean, talking with me and my brother, we're both likely going to vote Labour. Yeah. But for very different reasons. Mm. And I think it's the ideal that you, you can kind of sit there and go, I'm going to make this decision. I want it to be slightly informed. But it's personality. Yeah. <laughs> me, and, me and my partner don't talk about who we vote for. Vote for. Yeah. It's, that, and that is definitely, my mum never, ever told us who right. she voted for when we went to the... She always used to take me, because I was a bit younger than my brother and okay. my sister to the um, polling station and I come out and I go, oh, did you vote for... Um, so, I know his last name's Haig. Is it William Haig? He used to be the Conservative... Mm. The yeah. bald guy. Yeah. He's now one of our ministers or something. Right. Yeah. He used, he ran for it years and years ago and I remember at the time watching him on TV and it being so compelling to yeah. listen to him. I was like, Mom, did you vote for that guy? Like, did you... That's probably about eight years old. Like, did you vote for that guy? Did you vote for that guy? She's like, 
we don't discuss who we vote for in this house because we everyone has to just be very you know accepting and understand. And I thought it was really good. Yeah. So my friends talk about it quite a lot, and and they were, I think sometimes I do think about doing a bit of digging to find out who I voted for, mm-hmm. and I'm just like I don't talk about it. Yeah. The only person I told was my 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 best friend Nicole. I told her because she was. Bless her, I think she was just concerned she'd made a bad choice right, when she yeah. did the... She, a lot of people do that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think we... She was like, I'm not, I, I, did, I did a lot of, like... I watched a lot of the debates and stuff, but I feel like I'm not... You know, I, uh, everyone keeps talking about the fact that they think I made the wrong decision. And I was like, that's why I don't tell anyone, for one, so I never have that conflict. Yeah. Um, I said, but, you know, I talked to her about, like, who I voted for and what I did and whatever. And she was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I think yeah. it, it settled her mind a bit. And then um, and then me and me and partner didn't really talk about it. And I just said... No, it just it saves any arguments. It saves anyone being affected by the other one's opinion. And I mean, he's come out in this one and been like, "I'm voting Labour," yeah. and I'm like, "Okay, that's nice." Like, and yeah. I think a part of him does wish I'd turn around and go, "Yeah, I'm doing that too." Um, but I was like, "I've still not decided, and I won't decide until my pencil hits that page yeah. on the day," yeah. because everything comes out, especially with this one. Yeah. So much has happened. Oh yeah. Just like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I've got. It's, it is that kind of balance. I know a lot of people do, they take it as the opportunity again to be right. Uh, you, if you declare one evil and declare one good, then you, you kind of... You yeah. Know, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. You're, on, you're in the right or you're in the wrong. Yeah. And it's like, it's not that simple. And I mean, I've got friends who voted Conservative last, mm. last two elections. Yeah. I know they voted Conservative. We've discussed at length them voting Conservative and why I've, I thought that was a bad decision and why they think mine's a bad decision. And it's, it's just as long as you're open to that conversation and you're not going to sit there at the end and be like, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> yeah. Like, no one's going to well, come out of it. So uh, you vote for what you vote for. I've had a friend who didn't vote right. at all yeah. in the last kind of elections that I've known him for. Yeah. And I remember he, even from me to start with, got quite a, what are you playing at? Mm-hmm. Like, you idiot. Like, you're wasting your vote, blah, 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 blah. I said, spoil it if you don't. Like, I used to do a lot of debating at school. Yeah. Um, and I did this thing called Model United Nations, which was like a you formed the basis of the United Nations and you just debated things. Mm-hmm. The point I'm trying to get at is that you could always abstain from a vote yeah. and that had so much meaning from your country's perspective. Yeah. I was like, I'm actually going to abstain from this. Even yeah. now when the UN votes, if people abstain from it, everyone's like, oh my God, like why? Yes. Well, what have you done that well, for? That, that kind of gets to, like what I was saying, well, glanced at earlier, I think voting should be mandatory. Mm. Well, I think there should be an option on every ballot. Which is a say, case of no confidence. Yeah, so yeah. It's just like I don't agree with any of these parties. This is a vote of no confidence. And if voting was mandatory and enough of the country went, that's a vote of no confidence. That should reset parties mm. because it goes well. You've clearly not made your argument. Yeah. Or it's not enough people who agree. So there's got to be something else. You've got to change well, your, your. It's like your the creation of the monster yeah. raiding loony party, wasn't it? Yeah. Where it was just it's we, like, you know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, we don't. <laughs> we're going to do whatever and we want. My mum said she was kind of very aware when that election was going on when they nearly got like kind of a lot of votes like and she said it was it was terrifying to think of she went, but that showed those votes showed how many in the country many people in the country were just not happy well, that's, that's like, essentially how you could say and yet they because they took a political line with it hmm. and they managed to find something which they could latch onto they found a scapegoat and then people obviously voted them yeah all not all so. <laughs> Um, and it's just that kind of that yeah you're right I think and he, even he's now turned around the one that didn't vote and said actually I'm considering this one in the, to vote in this yeah. one and I was like that shows how in my head that shows how important this one is must yeah. be that he's considering like it is for someone who has never voted it seems like a lot of effort to vote and if he's yeah. going yeah I'm going to vote in this one you're like oh okay mm-hmm. okay 
Um, I think you again it goes back to being a kid. Uh, when you're a kid, you're told voting is important, but you're not told how important it is. Mm. And then the problem with that is you have a lot of parents who don't vote or don't believe in voting. I mean, my parents don't vote. Drives mm. me nuts. <laughs> and you, you kind of that thing of like, yeah, you told it, but it's never really focused on mm. of how much effect that could have, because you just you're a kid and you, you don't you don't deal with it for you know eighteen years or however long mm. you need. And yeah, it, it's it's trying to make that transition, but it's strange because our, our generation, even if they start it, even if they start teaching kids correctly about everything about feminism and transgender mm. and politics it's and not going like to affect the generation we're not going to see it yeah it's not going to affect the generation for probably 40 years yeah but it's it's being able to sit there and go well I agree that should be started anyway yeah because one day yeah I mean this this was the argument I was having with my brother of why we're voting Labour and the main main thing we disagree on is Trident right okay yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah I think we should get rid of Trident he thinks we should keep Trident. okay yeah that's, that's the balance of the situation but that breaks down to he sees it as an idealised worldview and that nobody's going to get rid of nuclear weapons so we need it because it's a terror. Mm. Whereas I see it as we should get rid of nuclear weapons because even if it's idealised, you've got to make an attempt mm. to improve things. And it's the same with everything. This, the debating I used to do, the United Nations, we went in and, and they used to say, right, there's no budget limit. So like, if you want to suggest yeah. like a stupid thing to do, like suggest it. Um, because essentially what we're doing here is we're creating an ideal worldview, which was what the United Nations yeah. was originally made for. Yeah. Um, you know, to create the best world possible for everybody. Yeah. And we used to have people come in with bizarre ideas and whatever. But the question that always came up was nuclear disarmament. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. Uh, another one that always came up was um, the, to do with narcotics, transfer mm-hmm. of narcotics across borders, Israel, Palestine, all used to come up. And the, the, what I used to find, I'm trying to write a poem about it at the minute, but what I used to find is that if you got kids in a room mm-hmm. and you said, right, I know you've, you've got to stick to your country's point of view. So one time I had to represent North, North Korea. Um, another time I've had to represent China. Another time I had to represent Italy. Yeah. Um, the kids' morals come out. Yeah. And they, even though you've got to try and represent the best as you can in the country you belong yeah. to, I think almost every single one I ever went to, we managed to nuclear disarm the entire world. Yeah. Um, apart from with some countries that kind of abstained from the vote and were like, oh, we'll think about it, give yeah. us this, this, and this to think about it. Um, I belonged to the Security Council once for another thing, and it went on and on. But just get kids in a room and you go represent this country. And you, you've got some kids that are like pretty ac- academic. We did this a lot with private schools and things. Really, really tried, like. Yeah. And they, you get them in a room, they're like, yeah, 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 and we should work better to work around what the hell's going on in Israel-Palestine, we yeah. should, like, get rid of, you know, these narcotic transfers, we need to work out how better it's going to go on, blah, blah. and it just everything got sorted. Yeah. And it was just amazing to see, but at the end of the day, you go home and you're thinking, I don't live in a world like that. No. Because, <laughs> because those kids grow yeah, up. <laughs> because those kids haven't spent 20 years in the world yeah. deciding what people are like. Yeah. <laughs> and going, well, no, people don't act like this. Mm. <laughs> you know. If I get rid of my knife, he doesn't get rid of his knife. Yeah. He just allows him to stab me. Yeah. But then you look at countries like um, Costa Rica. Yeah. Uh, so they don't have an army. They don't yeah. have a functioning army. Uh, and they actually have the UN's, like, uh, centre of peace mm-hmm. uh, and whatever. Um, and yes, they're not a very massively well-developed country and they've yeah. not got everything in the world. But they've 
and they do have a lot of um, conflict with Nicaragua, which is next door. Yeah. Um, but they just they manage it through peace talks and working through the UN, like every yeah. other country in the world should do. <laughs> um, and they're thinking, I know they're a small country, I know they're not all developed, and I know they haven't got a lot of stuff, and I know that they haven't got this, and I know they haven't got that, but they've managed to do it. Maybe we should be like Costa Rica. <laughs> Maybe we should try and be like Costa Rica yeah. or other little countries you see doing things, and you're just like, why can't we do that? And it's just like, oh, because once you get above a certain population size, it's just difficult to kind of. Well, it's, it's like Norway, isn't it? You, you kind of look at Norway and they do a lot of things right. And you're like, yeah, they have, they have a great, great worldview. You know, they provide for kids as soon as they're born, and they, they have this like free education and stuff like that. They're going, why are we doing? <laughs> so they did it. Yeah. And then people look annoying and go, yeah, it's undeveloped, and then there's like no one there. And it's yeah, it's convincing. I think the only thing they have a bad rate of is, is suicide. They have quite a high suicide rate, but that's they do. And there is a, a bad case of xenophobia. Yeah, between Norway and. To kind of, if you want to be integrated, you kind of have to adapt straight down the Norway mm. line, sort of thing. Because uh, I have looked into visiting. Yeah, no, <laughs> I've got a friend that yeah, I've, got, I've got a friend that lives there. He's lovely. Yeah. Um, it's funny because him and his friends, they always seem really like when we talk on we play online games together. Mm. Like they always seem really like you never would have guessed that they may have that viewpoint or their parents may have that viewpoint because yeah. they seem so open to everything. Yeah. But there's some things you, they do talk about. You think, oh, that's that could be considered to be a mature, an immature worldview. Yeah. Something that you think, oh, no, you can't live like that. Yeah. But then at the same time, I'm like, that's so nice yeah. to know that they can they can just go, well, you know, we could do this though, can't you? And you're like, no, but yes, but no. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, get back, getting back to the the topic at hand, I think it, it's, it's the way, it's a way why we, we have such a conflict with trying to change things, mm. is that you, you can have a view and some people will say, oh, it's very nice to have that view. But it'll never happen. It's like mm. with the whole equal. Thing. Mm. It's like, like that's, that's, it's one of the reasons, in a way, like to, to kind, of, kind of conflict myself. Whilst I have a, quite an ideal view of you should always try, I don't think the fight will ever end. Mm. And some people will say, "Oh, well, you'd like equality, but they'll never be equal because it's not possible." And mm. say, so, "Well, it is possible <laughs> mm. if you view it a long enough timeline." I think that's why I hate when people do a very. Um, I won't, I, don't, I, I won't talk too much about my job because I really don't want to. Um, but I, when people go, oh, that person, hmm. um, or like, even not in recovery per se, but not just like, of, but you hear like people who are very naive to hmm. um, heroin addicts yeah. and alcohol users um, will go, oh, that person, they are a user, they can never change, they're a junkie, they're a, they all these negative terms on things, and you're like, actually, you don't call them that. Um, so it's like, a, it used to be, I think it was called injecting drug user, mm. and now it's changed to a person who injects drugs. Right. Yeah. Um, to try and get rid of some of the stigma. Yeah. Because people still do have this view of, oh, they're drug users, and that's it. Yeah. And you kind of want to say, now I do this job, I'm like, how many, of, I, I know so many fully functioning, yeah. lovely normal yeah. drug users <laughs> oh, yeah. and I'm just like you get this really negative worldview really, and I'm like where did you get that from yeah. because like all that you get told at school is really you know you get, do, you get told is drugs are bad don't drugs do bad. them drugs are bad don't do them drugs are bad ruin your life um, everything will be terrible yeah. <laughs> um, I mean you know I've I know a lot of the, the teaching around that is changing yeah. anyway, so it's not more, it's less of drugs about don't do them. Of mm-hmm. if you're going to do drugs, do it safer, yeah. um, and this is how you do them safely, yeah. um, which some people hate, but yeah. I think it's really, really good. Yeah, it reduces overdoses. It does anything anyway. 
But you know, you've got this very negative kind of like, oh, it's always going to be that way and it can never change. Yeah. And you're like, I hate that. Yeah. But at the same time, I'd probably do it. And there's probably times I think, oh, I'm never going to do this or I'm never going to do yeah. that. Like, um, Two years ago, I would have gone, oh, I'd never, I'm never going to get to go to uh, Japan. Yeah. Because I'm never going to have that kind of money. Yeah. And now, like, me and my partner are trying to plan a holiday to go to there. Japan. And I'm like, oh, that's just, I once would have never gone, oh, I'd never be able to do that. Yeah. Um, but you've got to kind of be more open to the fact things can change, but it's just going to take some time. Yeah. I think sometimes humans, we can't conceive the amount of time something's going to take. Yes. Two years ago, I was like, oh, I'm never going to be able to afford it because in my head, I couldn't have done it in the next six months. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think that's it's very true. I mean, yeah, going back to kind of like what you, the original point when you made before that, the whole like trying to understand like the hardline view mm. is, again, it's, it's, it's comparative to that the kind of ideal of people having a negative view of, of drugs. Is again, it's you, you're represented with one view from the media. Mm. That's your heaviest view. So you watch any TV film or anything like that, drugs don't tend to have a good reputation. Mm. So that is the worldview you have of that. And it's because you take that view and then you apply that to your life and most people are very aware that their life is finite. Mm. That there's a shot. It's like, you, you know, you're 20, 27, you'd be dead in 50 years. You know, <laughs> you know that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 no, no. They kick that back to their head and go, okay, so this is bad. My life's short. I can't change that in that time period. So I will take that with me. Mm. That that is the view I will have to have until the day I die. Mm. And it is it's trying to get through to people. It's easier that, that way. Change. I think that's why people. Oh, yeah. it's, easier it's so that much way. easier. Yeah, to go. Oh, that's the way it is. Yeah. I could I could turn around tomorrow and say, yeah, nothing changes. I can do whatever I want. I'll think, go, you know, drive my car and throw glass bottles out of windows. And <laughs> I think my my mum has this story she always tells about my grandma. So my, my both of my grandparents are from the East End. Yeah. This gets back to the original woman point yeah. of view, and. Um, my granddad, my mum's mum and dad had this lovely relationship. You know, they both did a lot for each other mm-hmm. and whatever. But my my dad's parents was a lot more um, traditional nineteen fifties family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the East End, what he used to do is they used to the woman, the the, the man would you know, on a Saturday or Sunday, whatever day they got off, mm-hmm. would sit in the in the house in the chair watching TV or, or playing cards or whatever and the women would walk to the pub mm-hmm. and get jugs of beer to bring home and then they'd make dinner and then they'd do the ironing and then they'd yeah. do the washing and then they'd do the whatever and they and you know that's the way it was mm-hmm. for them yeah. um, you know they didn't know any different and it, part of me really re- like, resent sometimes thinking but if you knew that that's what your life was always going to be like mm-hmm. how simple would that be like, oh, every Saturday, Sunday, I go with the girls to the, you know, my other the yep. girls in the street, because the street's like these, you know, where everyone just come out at the same time, you'd all go down together, you'd all yep. chat on the way back, whatever, you do the laundry together, you do whatever, yep. to know that that's a very finite, that's exactly what happens every week. Yes. And then to be someone like me, or, or the other women that I know, and there's women who'd be crawling in their skin, listening to this, go, yes, but that's horrible for those people, because yep. they never got the choices to do, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yes, but how simple was their life to have been knowing yes. that that was what their life was like? Yeah. I think that that boils down to one kind of issue. It's like, everyone's told that there's the world, and you think, cool, what's the easiest way to live in this world? Mm. So regardless of whether it would put full restraints on you, it's like that, that whole life, it's like, yes, that's a very simple way of living that life. It's a very simple way of approaching life. You could do that. You know, you could go, your husband could go to work. You could go work in the kitchen. You could make a dinner. Mm. You'd have a nice life together and life would roll on. Mm. 
but you would have no opportunity to do anything else. Yeah. And that's that's the kind of thing that people clasp onto and go, yeah, but that'd be great. That'd be that'd be this perfect little Pleasantville. But what if I didn't want to do that one day? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I'm going to live to how old? And I have to do that every day? And then that kind of sets in. And then that kind of, kind of corrupts people. obviously what's changed the entire yeah. viewpoint. And it's, it's that... But then the, only, the alternative side of that is that people are taught now that you don't that change just happens mm. that you just do things it's hope and change those, those are the, that's the rules mm. you know you hope and then things change mm. you put positive vibes into the world and things change and they forget that the struggle in the middle mm. and that's the kind of thing of I don't think kids are taught that struggle is part of life yeah and I think and that I think there's a lot of generation I mean our generation wasn't told it no you, you, we were living in you know the early 90s and it was like everything's great we've come out of a boom Mm. You know, the world carries on and I think a lot of people kind of get that and go oh well the, the, what's the struggle I don't like struggle mm. maybe I can do simple again yeah <laughs> and it's, it is that, that fight I had a, a friend of mine yesterday say you know no one our age can afford to live to buy a house mm. at our age and I was like that's not true and he was like I, I think it is and I was like my cousin bought her her first house at I mean, I know, 19 years old because she'd worked yes from the age of like 13, 14 to the age of 19. And she basically not had a life in that time yeah. because she had worked hard. You work your life and then you yeah. buy a house. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and she's had a lot of transition along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, things have changed a lot since then and, and now. But she's really like stable. And I said, so putting a sweeping worldview of you, you cannot afford to buy a house at our age is, is ridiculous. Yeah. Because then what you're doing is putting cap on it. Oh, I'm okay, I'm in a place that I can be right now because I can't afford these things. Mm-hmm. You put like that. Yeah. I can't afford that. And you're like, but you can. Like, you, mm-hmm. you could if yeah. you really like. If and that that's the struggle. Yeah. And that's the struggle aspect. That yeah. is saying, I can't have a holiday this year. I can't travel to see my family and friends all the time. You know, yeah. for, for, for me and my partner, we've got to travel quite a long way. Okay, I can't travel. They'll have to come and see me for a bit because I need to save money for petrol. I need to do this and I need to do that. And then saying, right, okay, well, actually, I do want to spend my money, so what am I going to have to sacrifice for that? Okay, I'm going to have to take an extra two or three months to yeah. save up the money yeah. to do that thing. And I think, uh, to, get, to get back to the, kind of the original line, I think that's where a lot of anger comes from. A lot of like, hard line on anything is because there's this realisation there's a struggle in the middle. And rather than it being that we're going to have to sacrifice something or it'll take time, they, they don't want to put that time in. So if we just keep yelling because life is finite and you think I'm wasting my yeah. time yeah. so it is this it's this <laughs> nasty like cloud of you being presented with one world view from media media is everywhere because that's our society and then you're worried that you're going to die and that, that that boils it down that boils it down to you. that's how everything kind of gets to the point it is so you just kind of have to learn to let go of that <laughs> Which I know is very easy to say. This is the moral of the story. It's, yeah, it's, it's very easy to say, and it's something which, you know, I, I, to say I'm the person I am and I'm as relaxed as I am about everything, a lot of people struggle with it. Mm. And I think, it's, again, it's something you can go back to teach kids. you gotta, you got to tell them that there's, there's struggle. Yeah. And the struggle's okay. <laughs> I, I, the quote that I always sticks in my mind is that I came back from my school um you know, like 70 years old mm-hmm. and I uh, walked in the front door and I said about some, some stuff had happened a lot of stuff had been going on I've been being bullied at school I've had a really hard year and I just said like 
how tomorrow how like how hard it was and you know how I've never known it to be this hard and mm. I've gone through my whole life and I'd had jobs I also worked my entire from kind of like over the age of about 13 I'd worked I'd had a job at the weekends yeah. um so it's not like I'd been doted on by my parents or whatever but all this stuff had built up to the point where I was kind of like at this crossroads and I was also deciding whether I wanted to go to university I've been mm. told by my teachers I was too stupid to go to university so why was I bothering yeah. um stuff like that you know uh and my mum said, if you've lived your life to this point, Charlotte, not realising that the world is a cruel place, mm. then you've lived a really happy life. Yeah. And I just, it sticks in my mind every single time. Like, And she didn't say that in in yeah. in, a, in aggression and anger and in a kind of, even in a negative kind of way. She yeah. genuinely said it as, if you've lived your life up until that point, sweetie, that you've not realised the world is a horrible place and you've lived a wonderful life. And from that point, everything changed for me, yeah. you know, and that wasn't like, a, oh, but it genuinely did. Like I realized and I had to put a lot of things in perspective and a lot of my life did work around kind of that from that yeah. point onwards. And I think I couldn't have done it if I didn't have such amazing friends at the time. But yeah, that always sticks in my head now that people go, oh, this is really hard or this is really difficult. I just think of what back to mom says, you know. Yeah. And sometimes I even tell it things about my clients or my friends or whatever. I'm like, if you've lived this long, that, that they're realising that life is hard and yeah. that life's not a very nice place and the world isn't very... They're going to accept you for everything you are all the time. And well done, because it's not <laughs> going to get any easier. <laughs> I say it with a little bit tiny more malice than I think my mum did at the time. <laughs> no, I think that's, that's, it's, it's, it's something which I think a lot of people need to do take into account. They, they need to, need to realise. I think, I mean, say you're how old when that happened yeah at 17 yeah I think that has expanded because of the way our society's age groups have expanded and I think it is a lot of people reaching our age and suddenly realising that you know the world is in the bubble mm. but then I mean from my count view of that is that I don't think anything particularly I don't think the world's bad mm. I just think that if you want to see change in the world you have to participate mm. and that's the struggle which that's then... the struggle which you want to ignore because that's struggle mm. and that, that requires effort Whereas you can stay at home, work a regular job, do whatever, die. And mm. that'll be that'll be a nice simpler life. Yeah. <laughs> Where the world doesn't view about it. Yeah. I think that's a very, it's a nice a nice capping point to mm. this, this long conversation. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've got really got away from us there a couple of times. But yeah, yeah. Well, yeah we 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 we've discussed the length and breadth of it. I think we've come to the end and we're saying that I mean, I don't I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think we'd agree that the message doesn't need to change. Yeah, the way that we... It's just the way we live within society needs to change. Mm. And the way we interpret things. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not putting words in my mouth. I totally agree. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, thank you for coming. That's okay. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> That's all right. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys later. Yay!